American privilege today, Jared. U.S. privilege. Yeah, so we're talking like privileges that we have as as Americans. Yes, sir. You better believe it. We've got a lot to unpack in today's episode. That's for sure. A lot to unpack. I don't. I don't like that word. You don't like no. that term. You know, another one I don't like that's similar to unpack to me. Piggybacking on. It's not similar, oh, yeah. but it gives me a similar feeling, and I don't like piggybacking. Oh yeah, that's right. There was there were like a couple of phrases that used to get on your nerves. <laughs> I used to try to say them once in a while during the podcast. <laughs> oh, good times. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here today to talk about U.S. or American privilege. And uh, we've got a lot to discuss today because there are many facets to U.S. or American privilege. So we're going to be talking about what it is, uh, kind of how this plays out. And uh, I'm just curious as well to get my, uh, my fantabulous co-host's thoughts on American privilege and uh, just kind of how it works. So we'll be talking about quite a few different things today. So we're really looking forward to it. So without further ado, I'm joined by my co-host, my good buddy, Jared. What's going on, Jared? Sup, dude. Sup, dude. Perfect timing. The car just moved, so now I can focus purely on you and the podcast. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm glad you called me fantabulous. Such a great word. Uh, good to be here. Excited to talk about um, what 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 privileges we have as, as Americans. Um, and also, just a, a update, I... I Canceled my flight. I'm not going to New Orleans anymore. Your boy stayed You trusted home. your gut. Yeah, I can trusted appreciate my guts. that. I, 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 I uh, practiced what we preached on the podcast, and I trusted my gut. So that felt good. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't really have anything to talk about, by the way. So I'm happy to okay. just... You, you, I've, got, I've got a couple of things. Okay. One thing I do want to mention, though, Jared, that I, I wanted to say at the very top at the intro, but it slipped my mind. Just the fact that we, as people living in the United States call ourselves americans when we have all of north yeah. and south america See, and i reject uh-huh. this premise that because people say this i've heard we've had this conversation before um i've had i've heard other people people not from the united states say that and what should we call ourselves that's what other people call us that it's not just right like like the only time like i like i maybe not I, what, what do people from south america call us Gringos? Well, I guess that would be white. Well, yeah, Americans, well, not right? me. That that does not apply. Is yeah, I think because isn't Gringo only white Americans? I could yeah, be wrong. Yeah, I think about Gringo that. is specifically a white person. Right. Um, yeah, that's like um, t- I guess they would call us Americans. Uh, I don't know United Statesians. That doesn't really have a yeah, nice which ring you to said it, that it? last time as well, and no one has right. ever said that before. <laughs> no, of course not. No, so, that's not even a real. So term. I, I I get so annoyed when people say that because it's like what what do we? That's what other people call us first of all, and True. what should we? What should we call ourselves then? Because there's no, there's no. I've never heard any other term to describe people from the United States. A person, right. a person of United States descent. <laughs> right, that's quite the mouthful. Yeah, Uniteders. Yeah, I don't know. There's, yeah, there's no good. So, there's well, no they, good there's one piece of privilege right there. As Americans, as North Americans, I guess. Well, we're not North Americans either. That's a lot more than just the United States. As right. as Americans, we we get the term of, of Americans, even though America is made up of a whole bunch of countries. Right. Uh, yeah. So there's there's a little bit of privilege. We we get the <laughs> oh definitely. <laughs> also, just a teeny to bit. be fair, in our in our real title, mm-hmm. 
our real name as a country, the United States of America is the full of title. America. Right. So we do have America in our title as well. And we're the only right. American country that has America in the title. That's a good point, actually. You're right. So there You're you go. absolutely right. Yeah, because it's not a Canada of America. It's not Br- Brazil America. It's, now next time, right. next time right. some foreigner brings it up, brings that up to me like at a bar, because you know that's where, that's where that shit happens. They're gonna really right. regret it because I'm gonna be like, well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> right. Jared's gonna Here's come with the fire. He's ready. We are called <laughs> Americans, and you Brazilian are not. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah true true yeah there's no other good yeah there's no good other term yeah other yeah american it's just it's easy it makes sense especially as you mentioned united states of america but you know it does just go to go to show i guess not only i think in our name itself you know the fact that it's kind of like we we're the united states of america it's kind of like you know and i i feel like it's in a way a little bit kind of like look at us like you know we're we're the united states of america like not not you guys not canada you guys aren't the the united states of america or the canadian states of like you know what i mean i feel like it i mean that gives, does the very name much, itself carries some weight that does very much get into just the american mindset right there you know True. like like there is like there are a lot of like those religious conservatives that think like like god has blessed america more than any other country you know like we we right. have a higher sort of like it, it, yeah, that that so I I could see how you might think that, and I could see that thought process just based off of how our sort of mentality in general, um, mm-hmm. when it comes to how we feel about our country and our place in the world. Right, and uh, we've I think we've talked about patriotism before on the podcast, but uh, I would say Americans we are some of the proudest of our ourselves and our country. Uh, and that has a little bit to do with the American privilege as well. But we'll we'll get more into that later. But uh, I do want to get to I have two shout outs today, Jared. Hey, I have uh, a question first real shout- quick before you get into yeah, these shout outs. Sure. Um, did you did you who's who's this um, this Emma tennis character that I've been hearing about? Emma something Emma C something. She, oh, she she won the uh, U.S. Open. Oh, OK, OK, OK. I've just <laughs> been hearing a lot of talk about her. Apparently she watches Formula yep. One. <laughs> Oh really? Okay. And I'm like, who is yeah, this? I think she's British. I could be oh, wrong, but okay, I think that's she's why British. So, okay, that makes a little more sense why they're so yep. obsessed with her. Okay. Well, the crazy thing, and I, I'll be honest with you, Jared, I haven't been following professional tennis in quite some time. Oh, I thought you keep up with it. Not, not really. No, um, I was for a little while, and and I don't know why I've just stopped. Um, I've been doing other things, I guess. But the the crazy thing is, what I did read, at least it was on a headline, is she won the U.S. Open without dropping a set. Which, if that's true. That is absolutely mind-boggling. That, that means she she won every set, every single set. Yeah, wow. she didn't drop a set. So like to to win a tennis match against someone, you have to win. Like for women, it's like two out of three. Yep. Okay, yep. we're right. Okay. And and in, in majors, which are the big ones, U.S. Open, Australian Open, Roland Garros, which is the French Open, and Wimbledon, uh, the men have to win three out of five right. sets. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My yep. my my knowledge of of tennis rules are are very weak, very weak. Like I, we could do a tennis episode at some point too. That might be kind of. I'm gonna text you these because I'm gonna forget these. Tennis has a, but I tennis think, has a is, a is such a weird vibe. Like it has a very weird etiquette to it. Like it, like it's it not does. full golf, but but they have the snootiness of golf. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but like, but like they're not as obsessed with being quiet as they are in golf. I don't know. It's just a very weird vibe. Well, see, tennis, tennis. I think the thing is, is that tennis 
has the same kind of roots as golf, where it's like a, it's a country club sport, right? Right. But then like a rich, it really started rich person sport. Exactly. Exactly. But the thing that I think made tennis a little bit more of an equalizer, and I'm not saying it's still not a country club sport because it is, or a rich person sport, but at least in the U.S. and there are a lot of countries around the world where they have public tennis courts now. So, so it's not the same where you had to join a country club, mm-hmm. but a lot of times it does help to have those connections because you can obviously get better coaching, right. better training, better competition. Exactly. So sponsors yeah. and shit. Right. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Formula One is a rich person sport too. Obviously, you have to have a lot of money to be able to do it. Um, right. What, what were? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You go. I was just curious. I got two shout outs. I, I knew it was yeah. tennis related, so I was wondering if you knew about that. But you don't follow. I didn't realize you don't follow tennis anymore. Back to your back. Back to yeah, your shout outs. Not quite as much. Yeah. So my first one, Jared. I think uh, maybe you've heard of this. Maybe not. Um, I do like to surprise you with stuff. So uh, I'm curious to see if you've heard about this. But. Uh, England is going to be one of the first countries to require new homes and workplaces to include electric vehicle chargers. Have you heard about this? Uh, no, but uh, that's not surprising. Well, I think it's great. So, uh, so specifically, all new homes and offices will have to feature smart charging devices that can automatically charge vehicles during off-peak periods. New office blocks now. will need yep. to install. That's not that's not what? as complex as it sounds. I mean, it's it, like those exist now. Those those are uh, you, you like. I I think I can even do that on my Chevy Volt. Like I could program it to only charge at like certain times of the day. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, but this, but what they're doing uh, in England, Jerry, is they're actually there's a law. So the new law will make England the first country in the world to require all new homes to have EV chargers. Mm-hmm. It will also boost confidence in helping those who transition from gas and diesel fueled vehicles uh, to overcome range anxiety, as uh, as so many homes in England don't have off-street parking or garages. The proposal is part of the movement to rapidly boost the number of chargers across England ahead of the UK's 2030 ban of new fossil fuel vehicles. The government originally announced a proposal to mandate that all new homes uh, will have a charger point with a parking space in 2019 uh, as electric then reported. Uh, uh, Nigel Pockington, there's a British name for you, Jared. <laughs> Nigel Pockington, the CEO of Clean Energy, uh, or sorry, the uh, CEO of a clean energy company called Good Energy, said, "Flexible charging at home and at the workplace during the day is going to be crucial to decarbonizing not just transport but the UK's entire energy system. As will better energy, as as will better energy efficiency, electrified heating, and solar power." On 13.5 million homes, we hope to see all these as a part of plans for new homes, too. The home and office EV charger mandate is expected to start in 2022. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, Good to see them moving that way. Um, And, yeah, do you think something like that will ever happen in the States, Jared? Uh, No, probably not. I mean, I think more more people will just do it. I think it'll be a lot more common for people to just do... But I, 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 I don't know if I could see the mandate. But um, it's not surprising to see in maybe, – maybe you'll probably see it in certain cities or states, maybe California, you know, stuff like that, Massachusetts. Um, but um, it is interesting to well, – shit, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, oh, it's not surprising to see because a lot of these 
uh, places in Europe, are especially like congested cities, but like countries in general, are already making claims that by like 2030, around that time, you're not going to be able to sell new com- combustion vehicles anyway. So if the, if they're making these claims and com- and making these commitments to 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 making everyone buy EVs, you know, if you're buying a new car, then then things like 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 this will have to be done anyway. Like, like the, these are the steps that sort of need to be taken alongside it. So it makes sense that, that they do that. Also, you know, new pro- how often are new homes being built in England? You know, it's not like, That's true. I can't imagine it's like the U.S. But because I feel like every home in, the, in England's like some old brick. That's just what I picture. Uh, yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> That's been there since like the 1600s or something. Um, right. But still, yeah, no, it makes sense. Makes sense. I don't know. I don't know if we'll see it mandated here anytime soon. But I, I you know, I, I know, um, like I, I've heard of people that are like, um, like you know, re- get building a garage on their on their house or building a new house, and they might not have an electric car, but they're going to put in a level two charger just because they're like, oh, some my next car will probably be an EV or. It, it, like when I sell the house, this will it, it'll be added. You know, it'll be an asset. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I'm I'm sure. Hopefully, um, you know, within the next ten, fifteen years, I just hope one electric vehicles in the states will be more common. Um, obviously, hopefully, a little bit more affordable. Like I tell you what, man, that that lightning truck is sweet. There was a commercial on TV the other day. And like you know, you know me. I just got a pickup truck, mm-hmm. and I would love to have an electric pickup truck. Like that would be awesome. Yeah, the Rivians are, I think, going on sale now. If I'm not mistaken, I believe so. But uh, those are pretty cool too. I don't know if you've heard of those. I have. Yeah, those are. Yeah, but I think there's. It'll be really curious, you know, to see how things are going to unfold because I think, in the, at least, the way the U.S. the way our infrastructure is right now. We, we're going to need cars. It doesn't matter if we're using electric or, or gas combustion. You need a car, really, unless you're in a big city in the U.S. that has decent public transportation, which, let's be honest, not that many cities in the U.S. really have, like, you know, well-developed public transportation infrastructure. Like, some do, but I would say your average U.S. city, not the big ones, but your average U.S. city, smaller cities, don't really have that infrastructure built. So having electric vehicles... I think will be a really, really great thing. So, so yeah, but I, I like to see it. So, shout a, out to a great thing. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Well, isn't it greener? I mean, having electric vehicles. Oh, I, I guess so. I was just wondering. I mean, you said it, I was. It was just you said it will be a great thing. I was just wanted you to elaborate. It's, it's a little green. Bit. It little, I think. Well, so it's, it's greener. That's one thing. The other thing too, man, is uh, I don't know how much you know, how much your electricity bills will go up. But then if it's public charging, I guess you're not paying anything for it. No, you still um, have to pay for public charging. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. See, so goes to show you how little I know about electric vehicles. Yeah. But but I tell you what, man, even after uh, just Some filling up my tank on my... Play, but pay, but gener- okay. generally you do. Right. Okay. Because I can tell you what, man, uh, filling up my pickup truck a couple times, I'm just kind of like, shit, why did I buy this thing? You know, because gas is not cheap with that thing. <clears> I think it's got like a over 20-gallon tank. So, you know, there's fits a lot of gas. Yeah, yeah. and my, my car, it I, I cost me like $12 to fill it up. Maybe 20 if it's That's completely awesome. empty. Right. M- I will say, though, my transit is also pretty cheap. That does get That's really true. good gas mileage. That's true. But... Yeah. So anyway, shout out though to uh, to England. I think this is a great thing uh, moving forward. 
And uh, we just got to think about things in the longer term, and I think they are certainly doing that. So, so yeah. Yeah, all right, but it's too I got one too other. Late. It all is. Doesn't matter. You... We're all screwed. Oh, you think so? You told. Didn't We're all you? Haven't you told me that? You're talking about how this is that, great yeah. for our environment. But do you? But I, I, I was under the impression, according to your uncle, that it's all. It all doesn't really matter anymore because it's too late. I mean, it's not going to be easy. That's for sure. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. Okay. I'm no biologist, so it's hard to say, or geologist, or whatever. Uh, all right. Well, I want to get to one other shout out to Jared. Sure. It's also not a biologist well, for that matter, but it's definitely not right. a geologist either. <laughs> right. I took my two geology classes in college, Jared, and that's where my geology knowledge ends. Right. Yeah, there. you learned all those rocks. <laughs> I remember that. And forgot and forgot them all. Yeah. <laughs> I did good on that test, less. where you just had to like go around and name all. The, remember that and name all the rocks. Yep. Oh and yeah. Forgot it immediately. <laughs> right. Yep. Good old cramming for tests. Don't miss it one bit. All right. So my second shout out there, Jared. This is awesome. Hundred year old Tampa grandma sets the Guinness Book of World Records for weightlifting. So here, here's the story, Jared. What is she Some like? Thirty-five. Some one hundred year old grannies. What? Oh, a hundred. Okay. Some one hundred year old grannies knit, knit. Others play bingo, but not Edith Murway. She likes to bench press. ABC Action News first told you about the weightlifting grandma from Tampa three years ago when she was powerlifting more than 150 pounds three days a week. This month, she turned 100 years old, and if that wasn't exciting enough, she's also being honored by the Guinness Book of World Records. And Edith says, I like to do things that people think I can't do. The great-great-great-grandma never even picked up a barbell until she was 91 years old when her 75-year-old friend Carmen invited her to pump some iron. And here I was, lifting weights, pretending I was Charles Atlas, said Edith. And I thought, it's not so bad. Maybe I can do this again another time. So I did. Sometimes she's tired. Sometimes she doesn't feel like coming to the gym, don't we all? But she fights through it, said training buddy uh, Carmen Gutworth. Edith soon found herself working out with a trainer uh, three days a week. Then she raised the bar even further and started entering competitions. It is such a challenge, and to do it at that level at that age is mind-blowing, said her trainer Bill Berkeley. Uh, this year, Edith caught the attention of Guinness Book of World Records, recognizing her as the world's oldest competitive powerlifter. It's like everything else in this world. If you don't try it, you'll never know if you can do it, Edith said. The 2021 edition of the book, with Edith's name, officially hits store shelves next month, so in October. Edith said it's an honor that resonates all the way back to her childhood with her mother. Her mother loved the Guinness Book of World Records, and she used to thumb through it lots and lots of times to see all of the people who d could do things that people said they never could, said Edith. Edith hopes to inspire everyone who reads the book and says the lifting is just as beneficial for her mind as it is for her body. There's actually some studies that back that up, by the way, Jared. Uh, when I lift, uh, I get uh, when I lift it up and I get some applause, that's all I need. Uh, that does it for my ego, says Edith. Edith's next competition is scheduled for November. So shout out to you, Edith. I think that's badass. 100 years old, still pumping the iron uh, in the Guinness Book of World Records. So I thought that was a really kind of cool and fun story to share with everybody. All right, Chad. Thank you for the local local news feel-good story of the week on ABC7 News at 7. That was <laughs> random. Uh, yeah, shout out to Edith. Well, buddy, I think you might know what time it is. Yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> as I open my, uh, as I open my. There um, we go. 
drops way too late. It's Ty, it's the uh, the tried and true untranslatable owl, which means it's time for some untranslatables, which are idioms, proverbs, sags, axioms that don't always translate on a one-to-one basis into English. And uh, hopefully Jared's going to get us started today. How'd you find that story about that? About that, uh, I ask you all the time about stuff that happens on Twitter, and you have no clue. And now you found this random story about some old lady lifting weights. <laughs> Reddit, man. Um, Reddit. Uh, the, we follow completely different Reddit subreddits. Yes, That's yes, we sure. do. <laughs> yes, we do. I don't, I don't know if I don't know if I'm legally allowed to talk about some of the uh, subreddits I follow on uh, on air. So we'll just move on to the probably not. We'll get shadow banned from YouTube for sure. <laughs> uh my first one is Persian, and it's Katatu Kare, a donkey inside a donkey. A donkey inside of a donkey. I'm thinking of like the little Russian dolls that you open up, and then there's oh, like yeah, another Russian one inside. Doll. Yeah, uh, I have a I have a feeling it has nothing to do with that. Um, a donkey inside of a donkey. Is it like monkey see monkey do? No. Okay. You want to give me some clues here? Sure, sure. Um, we got a real donkey inside of a donkey here. We got, that's we, what. That's what. Um, that's what the commentators said uh, at a couple points during today's Formula One race. Um, like a like we got a situation here. What kind of situation? Um, something unexpected. I'm assuming you're referring to the crashes. Okay. Um, also, I guess the fact that Botas we got a real donkey get... inside of a donkey here signifies chaos or disorganization. Oh, I see. Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. All right. Well, I will uh, keep up with the animal theme here, Jared. And this one is Russian, and it is "exati zaitsem." I might have pronounced that wrong, but it means uh, to ride as a hare, like the like the the rabbit, like hare? a rabbit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, as I like to go fast. Uh, no. To be very efficient. Although if you're riding as a hare, you definitely want to make sure that your uh, your ride on public transportation is quick. Uh, like you're late for something. You're in a hurry um, for ride like a hare. You really have to pee. And Why the person would you want to get off public transportation as fast as possible? Someone farted. <laughs> is that what it is <laughs> no, no. Oh. that's great that's great um let me think if i can okay let me give you a clue jared um you know we've we've done a lot of traveling in germany and austria before and uh you know some good folks uh will will ride uh the u-bahn one way other folks might ride the u-bahn another way and you want to avoid uh, a certain person, if you're riding the U-Bahn in a certain way. There's no way I can say it without giving it away. Oh, so without sorry a for ticket, the vagueness. you mean? There you go. Yep, oh. it means to ride without a ticket. What's to the ride term as for riding without a ticket in Germany, Chad? Schwarzfahren. Yeah, fucking racists. Right? To ride black. <laughs> yep. Yep. It all goes back to slavery, Jared. Oh, uh, my next untranslatable, uh, which is funny. I- ironically, my next untranslatable is French. You'll see why it's ironic in a second. And uh, it's annonce la couleur. To, to announce, announce the, the color. color. Yeah. <laughs> is that to announce the color? Is that like, is that to tell people how it is? In a way, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so 
Um, you know, I I um I, I ask you if you want to go go have have dinner somewhere, but I announce the color and I say, but listen, I'm not we're, we're not I'm not you're not coming back to my place after, I'm not. Uh, you're, don't try to hook up with me because it's not happening. I'm announcing the color. So so you're you're making your intentions known. Yes, to clearly say your intentions. Okay. I know where it comes That's from good. too, by the way. It comes from a card game that they some card game where you have to announce some some color of the card you're about oh, to play. Oh, interesting. Okay. Interesting. It's always it's always cool to kind of find out what the backstory is on some of these untranslatables, you mm-hmm. know. Um that's why that's why I really enjoyed when I was living in China and I would look up a lot of different Chinese untranslatables because like 90% of them have some crazy story that happened in history. Um, kind of like the Mama Hoo Hoo uh, untranslatable we've done, the horse, horse, tiger, tiger, about oh, the guy yeah. who could only, what was it? He could only paint like horses or tigers or something and then he just repainted it. He Something like that, I right? think he could only paint like horses and someone asked him to paint a tiger or something and it kind of looked like a horse tiger or something like yeah. that. Something, I don't know, something like that. A higer <laughs> or a torse? A higer. Um, that's funny. All right, my next one for you today, Jared, is Finnish, uh, which is uh, such a cool language. Uh, that's uh, one of those no relation languages, right? Yeah, Finnish and Hungarian. Both yeah. of those are kind of out of left field. Uh, there's not a translatable for you out of left field. Yeah, another uh, American. Some other biases that I hate. All the left bias out there. That's true. We d- we What's did an episode right on being lefties, didn't we? Did we? I thought we did. Maybe not. I don't know. Either way, that that could be a fun one because we definitely live in a righties world, Jared. That's for sure. <laughs> um, you <laughs> yeah. and I both as left-handed people, we know um, hands down. Anyways, uh, this one is Finnish, and it is pesta samako sausta, which means uh, to let a frog out of your mouth. Um, is that like to say the wrong thing at the wrong time? Is that like in the U.S. you wow, put your foot in your mouth? Wow, great job, Jared. Great job. Thank you, Chad. Thank you. To say the wrong thing. Thank yeah, you. That, that's literally right what it says here. Say the wrong thing. And we would you say deserve like put two your foot in your mouth. You put, you put your yep. foot in your mouth. I never know if that's how you if I would how to properly use that. Is it just say, "Oh, I put my foot into my mouth," meaning I said something wrong? Is that it? I think so. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, that's how I would use that. Uh, okay. Absolutely. Yeah, to put your foot in your mouth. All right. Well, which there you is go. very different than to put your foot in it, Jared. Which you taught me means uh, it's what southern southern slang for uh, um, if something's oh, tasty. It. Yeah. You. Yeah. I was confused. You put your foot in it. Yeah. Right? You would say. Yeah. You really put your foot in that food. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right, Chad, let's talk about our U.S. privilege. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I, I think the first thing, Jared, about U.S. privilege is if you just look at, for the most part, how easy it is to travel to a lot of different countries and you don't need a visa or or maybe um, you don't need a visa, but the other countries would need a visa to come here. For example, I know at least in the case of Brazil, in Brazil, you need a if you're Brazilian and you want to visit the states, you need a visa, and it's I don't know how expensive it is, but uh, in the U.S. it was interesting. There used to be a visa, kind of a reciprocal. We used to need a visa, and then when when Trump was in office and him, you know how him and Bolsonaro were buddy buddy. Yeah. Apparently, somehow they negotiated it so we don't have to. Uh, like basically, our passport is our visa, and I think we can stay there for up to ninety days if I remember correctly. So a this lot is of the brand European new countries. It's fairly new, yeah. Okay. 
But it just goes to show you that American privilege. Uh, I was reading some articles to research today's episode, but they still need funny a visa, be- so they're like, uh, "That's inter- that's funny." It's like, yeah. listen, we still don't really want you coming here without a visa. But, but yeah, uh, I mean, if that's not uh, U.S. Cool. American privilege, I don't know what is. You know? Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. I, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. That we. Um, okay, cool. I need to take advantage of that. Yeah. Well, there's tons. I mean, we uh, we don't have this. I think we talked about this like quite quite a few episodes back on which countries have. And it might have not been a main topic, but just something we kind of discussed at the top of the show. Which countries have like the most powerful passport, as in they have the most entry to other countries and if i remember correctly i think it was japan was actually now number one um but we're still like top five in the list which just goes to show you and the funny thing is a lot of the countries where uh, we do need a visa is as a u.s citizen obviously are countries where we don't have such great standing political relations with like russia for example Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of the stan countries turkmenistan tajikistan uzbekistan um, kazakhstan a lot of those countries as well uh, Americans need Turkmenistan a visa. Turkmenistan as well? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to think of another <laughs> stand that you missed. Right. <laughs> Afghanistan, <laughs> Pakistan. But yeah. Um, yeah, I probably yeah, wouldn't I mean, recommend what, vacationing in Afghanistan right now if you're American. Probably not. Whether, no. the, whether you need a visa or not. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would agree with that for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, what, what does American privilege kind of mean to you, Jared? Just kind of the term itself. Uh, uh, you know, privilege... Privilege is such a uh, what's a hot word? What's the word term I'm looking for? It's very hot. people don't like that word. Controversial. But, yeah, I guess so. Um, but you know, everyone has privilege uh, of mm-hmm. all sorts of levels. You know, um, and I think I, I think it's I, I don't know that it's just I think it's just I don't yeah I don't know and I, I wonder if it's if it's even some of these things that I think about it I wonder if it's even privilege or just like uh cultural differences you know such as uh free refills oh yeah okay yes privilege right there yeah yeah that's well i i would agree with you i think that one might be more when at least when i think of american privilege i tend to think you don't like it that's fine that's fine i'll give you another one that's fair guns yeah oh yeah well not only that jared but i would say with guns we have the utmost american privilege where we can, when I say we, I mean like the people who are gun fanatics that live in the U.S., they somehow can justify having these automatic weapons that are just, they're designed for war and to kill other people. And the thing that I find so ironic with that, though, Jared, is that, you know, we have citizens who own these guns, but not only do we have citizens who own these guns, but we have this incredibly, incredibly powerful military that uses these same exact guns to wage uh, wage war against other countries when uh, you know there are disagreements or discrepancies or what have you with the U.S. government. Um, and I mean, just the big American privilege, I think, too, is like our, our and I don't think a lot of Americans may believe in this or agree with this, but that, that we are kind of the quote-unquote global police force, which I think is a bunch of bullshit, to be honest. That we are or that we should be? Both. Okay, so you do you think we are, but you think the fact that we are is bullshit, is what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, because I and it all goes back actually, Jared, to World War II. Uh, well, really, probably you could trace it back way earlier than that, but World War II, you know, with the Marshall Plan and everything else, that's really what put America kind of at the top 
and uh, and like any like any entity of power, once you have that power, of course you don't want to give up that power. So what do you do to keep that power? Kill people. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, not only that, but obviously strong arm countries. So it's basically like you cooperate with us or else, because that's that's even kind of how the Marshall Plan worked. It was like, all right, we'll let you we'll let you do free trade, we'll let you do all these things, but you have to cooperate and work with us. And if you don't, then uh, um, things aren't going to look great for you. Yeah, like bullying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so guns, I would say, is a big one. You went on a real, real big global scale there. Um, I was even, I was just thinking about the simple. Uh, it's not simple, but the fact that um, you know, um, just just gun fanaticism, how easy it is to get mm-hmm. guns, uh, right. how, how the privilege of how how people how how much people feel like how much of a right they feel that they have to these guns and to and 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 also the privilege of seeming to not care about the constant um literally constant uh shootings that happen in the united states um just because they want their privilege to be able to have guns are like well why do i have to be punished because there's one bad guy out there with a gun every day shooting people um and you know and and and, and there's and like this is still something that's actively being fought. Like, cause Texas recently just had some law where now you can walk around with a handgun without a license. Yep. Uh, and yep. it's like, well, I don't understand what, why, why there was who felt that there was way too much gun restriction in Texas before. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, no, yeah. no, we well, need to let them just willy nilly, no sort of certification of any kind, just go for it. You know. That yeah, yeah. That, that can't go that can't go wrong. Definitely not, because you know all we need is more guns to help solve. Yeah, but yeah, solve see, our gun problems. We're thinking about the people that are gonna <laughs> um, shoot you know shoot people, but there's we're forgetting that this also means there's a higher likelihood of a good guy with a gun. So right, and that person's gonna get shot first, and then uh, <laughs> everyone else right. is gonna be yeah. It's terrible. It's terrible. But just the privilege in in how much we feel like we deserve you know these guns you know and how it would be such a crime if 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 any regulations were put on making it harder for people to get them it's like how dare you 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 do that this is my right as an american um and i find that to be a a us privilege is that is that do you accept that one oh yeah okay. i agree 100% i mean and look you are right about free refills it's just that's that's a I mean, that's once again, that is so cultural that uh, I I think a lot of that too. It's a privilege because um, a lot of other countries probably are way more concerned with the health of their um, of their people. And so Mm -hmm. they wouldn't allow such a thing because it probably is a leads to unhealthy behaviors. But we have the privilege of being, hey, if if I want to kill myself in this Wendy's, I'm going to go back for thirds because I'm sitting in the dining room eating a baked potato and chili and a uh what, what's their burger baconator <laughs> and fill up this large soda three times with mountain dew with a mix of mountain dew and pepsi because it's these people because they don't have coke right well that that actually jared i'm so glad you brought that up though because that that also leads to kind of a bigger piece of american privilege which is we have the privilege to be so wasteful with food and with drink. Yeah. And there are a lot of other countries where 
You know, they, they have to ration out their food or, or, you know, there are families and people out there struggling just to be able to eat on a daily basis. Yet here we are in the U.S., uh, plump and, and ready to throw away our, our second or third plate of whatever, you know, food we're eating. And the other thing, too, I think with American privilege is uh, we have just so we, we are spoiled for choice. Mm-hmm. You know, we have you go down like I'll never forget the reaction of some of my friends from abroad when I took them to like a Walmart or a Costco or one of these big, huge, you know, grocery stores. Two of the and two of the good aisles for that are the chip aisle and yep. the cereal aisle. You, for you sure. read my mind, buddy. Yeah. You read my mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I've heard that before. I've heard that before that our cereal from like Europeans that are or anyone that's not from America, that our cereal aisles are ridiculous. Um, and the candy aisle, too. Candy aisle is a good one. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. huge, humongous bags of candy with sweet, sour, anything you can imagine. It's, yeah, it's crazy. That, that, that's a, that, that one was on my list too. I, I, I categorize that one as grocery store and snack privilege. Yep. Um, and, you know, that goes along with one of my favorite attributes of America that I have now end up saying in every episode is the flavor blastification of America. Yep. Um, yep. And our grocery stores are a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what I love about, you know, I was actually just in the cereal aisle the other day. I'm not a big cereal person these days. Uh, I haven't really been a big cereal person in a while. But I, 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 um, a podcast I listen to, they call it shame eating. And I had a shame eating moment the other day at the grocery store where I bought a, a pack of Pop-Tarts, a four pack of Pop-Tarts. Uh, and and I, I was and it, and it just it was funny to me that the pop tarts was like part of the cereal aisle. It's like it's all the breakfast food section, <laughs> where it's right. like this is just like a second candy section, uh, essentially. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure, just repackaged there's as about, breakfast foods. There's about six healthy cereals uh, in this entire aisle of four shelves of cereal. <laughs> right, right, and twenty you know twenty one feet long yes. like, aisle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find like sugar-free cereal in the cereal aisle other than like the designated like health or healthy cereals yeah Yeah, and it's like six dollars for a box and then the good stuff's like i don't know how much cereal costs actually two bucks maybe i don't know (laughs) certainly not six i have no no idea how much cereal costs yeah um and uh, uh, so along with the food thing is we we are also i would say spoiled for options Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I I feel like I've been to a fair amount of countries and and e- even just being in, you know, little Ferndale here, which is just some no one's ever heard of suburb of, of Detroit. Um, I like I, I have options to so many different cuisines mm-hmm. and so many different uh, restaurants. Um, and I feel like that that variety is 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 um, is kind of unique. Especially if Absolutely. you're just dealing with like like imagine like an equal sized town in like in, in like Germany or something where like I could not imagine this many options. At, at oh, all. definitely not. There'd be like, like pizza, one or two Chinese. clothing stores, maybe. <laughs> there'd be there'd be yeah, there'd be like three or four restaurants. Yeah, you're one hundred percent right. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the other thing too, is I mentioned clothing. I mean, just look at all the different clothing stores we have in the US and now with online shopping too. It's just yeah, we we yeah. are incredibly spoiled. But in I will America. say, when it comes to things like shopping, because you brought up online shopping, I would say some of that um, privilege is that's been democratized a little bit by the internet. So I don't know if I'd even mm-hmm. include that one in there anymore because the internet has democratized that. Um, the stuff, a lot of the stuff we talked about, 
so far you can't internet can't 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 democratize guns free refills I'm bringing that one true. up again true the grocery store options um another one i have um is uh great art and it's not just the art it's not because obviously popular culture and it's not yeah but my, i guess my specific privilege that i thought about all that stuff is great a lot of art and music and movies and stuff come from here um but it's the fact that we have the privilege of of not having to deal with dubbing not having to deal with uh like uh you know uh, like uh, uh subtitles really if we don't want them um right. because all of our media that we consume is uh is in our language while a lot of other let's say just about every other country consumes some level of uh american media like tv or movies or something like that mm -hmm. and then and then uh you're dealing with dubbing which is usually obvious <laughs> like obviously right. dubbed or you got to read which i, I sure. honestly i kind of prefer the subtitles on the dubbing oh me too um cuz i like cuz you can i like to actually hear like the tone of the person rather than like the person's in in the in the studio speaking over them but um but yeah so i i think it's more not even that we that it's the fact that uh we don't have to deal with with that the, like the well, subtitles and, and, and shit and to and to take that one step further as well Jared I mean think about it if you go to a lot of other countries it would be very easy for us to get access to all of that American pop culture, whether it be music, movies, what have you. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the internet makes that a lot easier, but, you know, other than specific countries that have very strict internet guidelines, uh, generally speaking, that tends to be a lot of times the, the also the popular media that's consumed around the world. So for us as Americans, we yeah, we might have to watch something dubbed or subtitled, but we still watch our American movies or listen to our American music. Right. Um, I wonder if our Netflix. The world. I wonder if our Netflix is better. Because you know, um, different countries get different Netflix. Of course, you know you used to be a VPN guy. Did you ever? try to like um did you ever like choose a country on your vpn to see what their netflix look like yeah i, I actually I've, I've i like uh germany netflix for a couple reasons number one one of the shows i like to watch rick and morty i don't know why but rick and morty is on german netflix but not on american netflix oh nice um there are like other documentaries obviously in german mm -hmm. with you know german netflix so that's why i would also watch german netflix but yeah the netflix heard, it ranges from country to country yeah i've heard like the british netflix has some i mean i'm sure there's a lot of countries like that have some random good stuff that you'd be like why don't we have that it's american <laughs> right yeah but you know all sorts of weird licensing and, and whatnot exactly um uh do you have did you want to i have i'm just going through my little list that i put together do you have any ones let me you let say? me give you a big one okay our currency i mean other mm, than the eu and switzerland um and and maybe the british pound as well i mean overall as americans we are very lucky to have the u.s dollar uh because a lot of countries you can go visit you know, um, when I was living in China, you know, the exchange rate was really good. I think it was, if I remember correctly, it was like uh, uh, seven to one or something like that. So one U.S. dollar was the equivalent of like China, like seven yuan, or it could be different. And um, I know when I was in Bali, there was a huge difference. In certain uh, Mongolia, countries, a big difference. I can't think of one right now, but in certain countries, that like people aren't completely opposed to even getting American money. Mm hmm. Right. Uh, like especially in certain countries where the where the uh, like the currency is like just absolutely terrible. Um, right. 
I believe if like I don't I don't know what it is, but like something about you can get more money if they pay you in the American currency and then you transfer it over versus them just paying you. Probably because you're probably because what doesn't seem like as much to us in our own currency is actually a lot more than we might think, especially if you go to some of these other places where the currencies are weak right? and, and stuff just isn't as expensive. That's well, a good the, one. The other, and, the other funny thing... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's, it's kind of like with, with, with language, which is also another privilege that we should actually... We could bring up. I didn't even think about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, that's a big one. It's just that... Um, like the dollar, it's like it's it's like universally known, and it's sort of like mm-hmm. a. I don't want to say it's like the standard because it, it's not even the strongest currency. Like it's uh, but um, but it's just like sort of universally known, and um, yeah, that's it. Go ahead, please. The the funny thing too, though, about uh, U.S. currency as well, is that um, one because the currency is stronger, and. I mean, even and, – and look, I'm not saying if you have a minimum wage job that you're able to live comfortably in the U.S. because you certainly can't. However, if you were somehow able to save up and scrounge up enough to go travel somewhere, even on minimum wage salary, like that stronger currency can you know, help out a little bit when you travel. The other thing, though, that's kind of funny, Jared, about the U.S. currency is I was talking to a friend of mine who uh, has done a lot of traveling around the world, and they were in India, and they had kind of befriended – this uh, this woman in India, and they they wanted to help her out a little bit. So so they went to give her like I don't know like twenty twenty dollars right for for you and I that's not very much money right. And the woman actually came back and gave the money back. And and the the couple that I was talking to they were like, well why why are you giving this back? Like we know you you need the money. And she said, well I'm giving it back to you because if I try to exchange this money, they're going to think I stole it. So they had to go actually and exchange the the uh, twenty dollars into uh, rupees mm-hmm. in India. So I thought that was a really interesting story though, because it's like you sometimes hear about like scammers and things like that. Um, like I know when I was in the Czech Republic, one thing they told us very early on was you never exchange money with people on the street, which I think you should never do anyways. But the thing is, is that to to a tourist who especially doesn't really know what Czech crowns look like, because they do have a distinct look to them, uh, Bulgarian money looks similar, but it's not worth anything in the Czech Republic. So what would happen is a lot of tourists would get scammed because they would exchange money, and then they would be given Bulgarian whatever their currency is, and then obviously it was worthless. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, so yeah, the currency is a big one, and that just gives us a lot of different flexibility when it comes to travel, when it comes to buying power, purchasing power. Uh, the other thing too, Jared, with with currency and money and wealth in general, another big privilege for us is we, for the most part, I mean, yes, I understand there are people who are in poverty, but for the most part, the standard of living in the U.S. isn't too bad. You know, I mean, your average your average American nowadays has way more than a lot of people in a lot of other countries. Yeah, sure. That's true. Yeah, what what's poor here is not you know poor in, in a lot of other places in the world. That's mm-hmm. true. Going along with that, by the way, another privilege we have here um, is the the illusion that anyone can become rich. I think that's yeah. sort of a delusion that a lot of Rags Americans to riches. have. Um, and and I think I think it's 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 sort of I I think the the mindset is sort of a privilege to even. You have that mindset that uh, that hey my life my life might be absolute shit but once once this once this uh, new idea takes off uh, watch out 
Right. I'm coming for you. And and speaking of which, another privilege is it's pretty easy to like start a business and stuff here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot less red tape involved for sure. And um, yeah, yeah. It's really interesting, you know, that you mention, you know, the the opportunity because I do think it is a very American opportunity. I was talking to a friend of mine who uh, worked in Thailand, and he was telling me he had a lot of students' parents who just couldn't quit their job because it was like that was there's only a finite number of jobs in a lot of places i mean us included to some degree unless you start your own business which has its own challenges mm-hmm. um and the thing is is that we are so privileged that like you know a lot of people here it's like if you don't like your job you can quit your job and i'm not saying you'll immediately find something else but the chances are probably a lot better in the u.s than other places in the world we have a lot of industry here you know mm-hmm. you have we you have um a wide variety of gigs that that um like like even for for me when i got laid off from my last job like i i I had the privilege to be like i want to work at a car company and have like uh, options of just about every car company (laughs) essentially every major car company has some sort of headquarters in the united states um and you know most other countries that's you don't. You, you can't just pick an industry and be like, "All right, now I can just stick in this industry and have a variety of options to choose from." Right. Because you know, I could yeah. I could have done that with a whole bunch of different industries. I want to be in the aerospace industry. Okay, well, you have like six or seven companies specifically that you could go to and apply it apply at. Yeah. Right. Another big American privilege too, I think, is just how good our higher education system. Obviously, it has its problems. It's incredibly expensive. But you have people from all over the world coming to our country to study. Yeah, I, I, the, the, uh, the 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 American like bachelor's degree, and I guess further degrees after that do hold a good a good bit of clout. You know, mm-hmm. like at like at, at your school, and it's no, it's a very common thing. I, but um, you know, there'd be people that from all over the place driving around in like Lamborghinis and shit going to class and it's like oh yeah no right. they're they're from you know they're from China and their parents just sent you know sent them over to go to college here and give them a whole bunch of money yeah. um yeah and, th- and that happens at every major school every major school in the US that's not nothing special about your school I'll also say this as well though Jared about education we are incredibly privileged in America that men and women have the opportunity for education and for higher education because there are some countries in the world where you know um women aren't even allowed to go to school you know there are middle eastern countries where you know gender roles are so strictly defined that if if you want to be a career woman it's not an option for you yeah what do you need to read Uh, we're very privileged in that degree in that regard yeah that's true that's yeah that's true uh, diversity, of course. Some people mm-hmm. might not call that an advantage, <laughs> but I do. Yeah, right. I agree <laughs> with you. I do think it's a big advantage. We were talking about that earlier today because we were talking about, or was that yesterday? I don't even know. Because we were talking about wanting to play. Oh, that was yesterday. Talking about wanting to play mm-hmm. soccer, and how um, we we both have played in super diverse leagues. Um. Anyway, that's my list. I still think free okay. refills is the best, but you know. Okay. Oh, well, language Jared, is another wanna... one we brought up that that I, um. What's that? Uh, the fact that that English is our major is our uh, main language, and it's also like the language of the globe, you know. Yeah, 
Lingua franca is the term for that, by the oh, way. Oh, okay. Yes, I've heard that before. Yeah. I did not know yeah. what that meant. It's kind of which is ironic because technically yeah. that would be like French language. <laughs> yeah, in it Latin, is I believe. <laughs> yeah, because way back in the day, that's what the aristocracy all spoke. Even French? in Germany, it was French. Yeah, French uh, okay. was like the classy. It was the language it's of still the... kind of is the classy language. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Although I think a lot of Americans might disagree with that. Uh, the the, you the, think so? You know, not so cultured and traveled Americans. Yeah, yeah but oh, those yeah. are the same people that think diversity is a bad thing. True. That's a very good point. <laughs> Don't That's teach our, kid, point. our kids critical race theory. It's like, no one's right. teaching your kids critical race theory, you idiot. Right. Um, oh, man. Anyway, um, yeah, no, uh, I, I think we have, it's a huge privilege that we, our language, is, and, and it really shows in the way that we uh, comport ourselves in other countries. My mom used to have this technique. If they didn't understand her, she would say it louder. Oh god, like I vol- hate that. Like volume <laughs> was the issue. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like no, you they have can hear to you. turn left. <laughs> yeah, no, it was very embarrassing for sure. Um but um but yeah, so it's it's just uh, our our privilege always that's a you get I, I it's very common to, to for a for a, a, a American tourist to stick out cuz you can hear them speak English and no one understands oh, for sure. them and they're like, "Well, if I say for it louder, sure. then maybe they'll get it." It's English. Right. Everyone speaks yeah. English. I want. I want to. I want to end today's episode, Jared. With I found this article. Now I don't know very much about this newspaper, so I'm only going to pick a couple little snippets here from the article. What's the newspaper? Uh, uh, it's called the Freedom Articles. Oh god. So there you go. So that's why I'm only here picking snippets here. But uh, but I do think they make some great points here. So here you go. Here's here's one of the first points I want to make. American privilege is reassuring yourself that there are problems enough at home without worrying about the trillions your government's war machine is spending terrorizing the world and uh, encircling the planet with military bases. You know, I mean, I do think it's funny that there like a lot of conservatives argue like America first, yet we we are we have such world global influence that we're past the point where you can even say basically America first because everything is so intertwined nowadays. I went to the homepage of the Freedom Articles and I feel like my computer's getting millions of viruses every second I don't click off of this homepage. It just has that vibe to it. Right. Why are magnets Uh, sticking to COVID-vaxxed? Oh, God. Okay, well, that's once again, this is why I'm picking a couple points that I think are good points (laughs) and not the entire article. Unvaccinated, getting sick being around the covid vaxxed sorry i'm just just reading some headlines from the biden's iraq policy is just trump's iran policy oh excuse me biden's iran policy is just trump's iran policy with a rainbow flag emoji that's funny Uh, all right uh, next one american privilege is arguing against the legality of assault weapons on the basis that they are quote-unquote weapons of war implying that they're fine as long as they're used to kill some foreigners kids I mean, Americans have proven that they're fine, even if they're being used to kill kids in schools. Right. I mean, ch- ch- kids got it's murdered a at a, at a in, was it like kindergartners or something? What was that? Elementary school? And 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 the str- firm gun people did not see that as a as a reason to put more restrictions on guns. So I don't think it's just killing foreigners. I think they're okay killing Americans too. Yeah, I mean they're okay no, killing I, foreigners I too. For right. sure, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not downplaying that part. Right here and here, I guess this one will be my mic drop for today, Jared. Sorry for ending on such a negative note, but American care. privilege Chad, that. is starting a war on a lie without being charged with a war crime. 
Whoever does it, yeah. Winners don't get charged with war crimes, though. Yeah, but did we win the Afghanistan war? Did we win I, the yeah, Vietnam yeah. war? I, I hear no, no, but no, but we're much better off than our country. It, like, is much better off than than the people that we were terrorizing for years. Um, right. So, no, we didn't win per se. But it's like, but but I mean, like, sorry, I'm thinking more like, you know, if you go back to World War II, it's like, it's like, it's like there were probably war crimes that happened on all sides of that war, but there's right. no way uh, the Americans were being charged with war crimes, you know. Um, there, so, so that yeah, but you're that's true. That's a good point. But yeah, I, I don't know who who gets charged for war crimes. That because I, I, I just don't I just don't feel like anyone's getting charged for war crimes because. You have to be because anyone that would have the power to charge them is probably benefiting somehow too, <laughs> true, or getting paid somehow or somewhere right. to not charge that person. Yeah, well, and you know, it's I all think the dirty, is, Chad. It is the freedom You're article. Right. Hey, I'm subscribing to the freedom articles. They're, I'm not, I'm now a monthly patron. <laughs> <laughs> why there is this, you go. Why I've noticed magnets have been sticking to me recently. <laughs> oh man that's funny but yeah so so anyways i mean i think at the end of the day i will say this as well jared if you are born and raised in the u.s you kind of have won the like birth location lottery in a lot of ways yeah i guess so i, I w- w- what would be so bad about 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 um being born and in, in like um I don't know. There's, a, I feel like, like, like any European country for the most part. What, what's, uh, what, how, what would be so much worse than if you compare it to the U.S.? That's a good question. Well, I once mean, again, it really you, you it depends on the specific that country. That can kill you, I guess. There's that. True. Well, and you probably have uh, more paid vacation, which is great and that's b- true. much better for your health. So that's a benefit but, for those countries, then. Right. Right. Well, I guess let me put it this way. Um, I would say that. Um, being born in the U.S., obviously, you're hitting the birth lottery in terms of, uh, in comparison of being born in like a second, um, you know, or, or or like a more developing country. Let me put it yeah. that because I really don't like the term second world and third world. I no, think I really shouldn't be used. That, that term, no. is, that term yeah. is very yesterday. It's outdated. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. But yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I think, uh, and one of the reasons though why I also wanted to do this episode is, is to, you know, let some folks know who are listening, you know. Um, I see, I see a lot of Americans complain and look, life isn't perfect here. We have issues that we do need to fix and solve, but we also have it pretty good here in a lot of ways, you know, uh, in these days, what I, what I'm most concerned about and what I dislike most about the U S is, um, our lack of concern about the environment Mm -hmm. while we're faced with obvious, obvious, um, data and, um, I, I really dislike America for that reason. <laughs> I mean, there yeah. are various other ones, but that, but sure. um, but yeah, no, I, yeah, that's true. I mean, you, you, when you say that, you just kind of sound like someone that's like, listen, if you don't like it, leave. This is a great no, place no, to be. I'm, not, I'm definitely not trying to say that because <laughs> um, I cannot stand people like that. But um, and trust me, Jared, if that was the case, I would have left because there's a lot of things that I really dislike about the U.S. Yeah, but, which makes no sense. It's like uh, it's like you can't criticize something at the slightest at the slightest dislike. It's just like you just quit immediately. It doesn't make any sense. Actually, Jared, that's a bonus American privilege right there. 
the fact that we can openly criticize our government and oh, other yeah. things and not have serious repercussions. Yeah. Uh, and also just the fact that you know you can you can live <laughs> life how how you are if you're in the LGBTQ community. Um, if you if you have crazy political beliefs, I'm not saying people might not think you're crazy, but you can have those in America, and you're most likely not going to be jailed for them or uh, executed. I was I was just thinking about that the other day. There's uh, what is it? Kim Kim Jong Un is the current leader of North Korea. Mm-hmm. That he was he was trending on social media a couple of days ago. Apparently, he was like looking healthy because you know people were talking about how he was uh, near death uh, when he had COVID. Um, and apparently he was looking healthy or whatever, and he was like doing one of his everyone cheer me things. Uh, and, st- <laughs> and I was just thinking, I was like, these people will get li- literally get in trouble if they're not ch- actively cheering enough and actively looking like enthused to be around their dear leader. Um, right. And, 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 um, and, and we, and we have the, we have such a privilege to not have to pretend. <laughs> To be excited at the presence of someone, <laughs> right? <laughs> or Definitely. else you'll be arrested. Yep. Yeah. So I think that covers it, man. I mean, obviously there is more we could probably discuss, but I think we've hit some of the main kind of focal points of what American privilege is. Um, obviously, there's good and bad to it. Uh, I really do wish, though, Jared, that we were more, um, just more cons. Not only maybe consider it's not the right word, but that we were just more aware of our influence and some of the bad that we do around the world and more people talked about it because unless people are talking about it, there's not going to be longer term change. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think it's important to have that discussion. Um, Can I also just kind of speaking of mm -hmm. just having that awareness, we don't have to talk about it, but do you understand the whole situation with like us leaving Afghanistan and why it was good or bad or whatever? Because I see so much talk about it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I don't I don't know, I have no idea what what was the what would be the what the right thing would have been to do in that situation or what should have happened. I have no clue. Right. And so like well, I so I'm like I'm I'm so I don't even I don't even, and I'm just thinking about like because I I feel so ignorant, you know. Well, at least I'm, I'm at least I'm also not American like, privilege, by the way. At least I, being, I'm not I'm not one that like imparts my opinion. So I'm so at least right. there's that, but. Right. Well, see, that's another you know point of privilege: the fact that we can be completely oblivious to what's going on in other places of the world where we were meddling or where we were yeah. doing things for and, a decade you know, plus, like two, a, two decades. It was oh, twenty yeah, what years. What am I talking about? That's crazy. Yeah, twenty yeah. years. Twenty years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, w- what I can say, Jared, because I'm also not incredibly informed on everything that was happening in Afghanistan, I do know that. We did do some good there. I mean, we were helping out, you know, some people. Um, but I guess the, the the justification for pulling out of there is, um, and I could be totally wrong about this, so don't take this as fact or anything, but this is just kind of my thoughts about the issue, is obviously the good thing is we're not, um, you know, spending more money and resources, and we're not losing American soldiers' lives over there. But I don't fully – I mean, it's a very complicated issue, and I don't know very much about it, to be honest with you. Yeah. And it's – it's yeah, but it's – I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you, Jared. I, I am of the belief that I don't think we should have even gone there in the first place. But that's just me. Yeah, makes sense. I, I, I don't even have an opinion. I don't, I don't have enough information to even 
have an opinion right. on that. So I'll 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 take I'll I'll take your word for it. <laughs> well, f- fair enough, fair enough. Anyways, let us know what your thoughts are on American Privilege. You can hit us up at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on YouTube and Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast, and please slide into those DMs on Twitter, Untranslatable One, the number one. And uh, as usual, also please five-star reviews on iTunes. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Untranslatable Podcast, Yekuyame, muchas gracias, shisha, and dosvidania. <laughs>